four. Aren't you glad that he didn't throw the clay away? We are a work in progress. I hear people say, well, that church is full of hypocrites, and they're right. (laughs) Uh, We're all hypocrites, but uh, we're letting the Lord mold us and make us into the vessel that he wants us to be. And I'm going to tell you this, we're not going to be perfect till we meet him in the air. And, uh, And there's coming a day that we will be like him. And uh, we will see him as he is. Hebrews chapter 4 this morning. I want to thank you for being here. And uh, what a wonderful crowd this morning for this early in the morning. And uh, we're going to go to Sunday school when we're done here. Something just a little different to promote our Sunday school. But we want to encourage you to stay. Uh, We have a class for everybody. And I'm going to ask Brother Bobby when we're done to come up here and dismiss by classes so everybody knows 
what class you can go into. If you can't stay, we understand. Uh, but I'll tell you what, we have some great teachers in this church. And uh, it would really benefit you in your ministry and your relationship with Christ to go to these, uh, to these classes. And it's a benefit for you and your family. Uh, we've been standing up and down all morning. Let's do it again. Hebrews chapter 4. Aren't you glad we got a reason to stand up this morning? Hebrews 4 and verse 9, the Bible says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is, passed, uh, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tipped like we are, yet without sin. Isn't that beautiful? Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm glad that you have invited us into that throne room this morning. Lord, I'm glad that we have that access today through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, bless this message. Lord, open our hearts. Help me, Lord. Give me the strength that I need. Lord, I pray that I would back myself down and allow your Holy Spirit to take over me at this time. Lord, we don't need to hear from me, but we need to hear from you today. And Lord, just bless this service. I pray souls would be saved. I pray revival would break out in this place today. Oh, thank you for your joy that's in this house this morning. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you on this subject this morning, resting in Him. Resting in Him this week. I got this sermon and last night I was looking over it and I was wore, uh, wore slap out. I was, uh, tired and I said, how in the world can I preach a sermon about resting in Him? I think we've averaged about four hours of sleep every night this week and I thought, how in the world am I going to preach a sermon about resting in Him? But the rest, uh, that the writer of Hebrews is talking about here is not just a physical rest. It is a spiritual rest. And it's amazing to me of all the hours that we spent this week going and going and going, uh, I'm exhausted on the outside, but on the inside I'm renewed. On the inside, God has just done something within my heart. And it's amazing how we can get going in life and we're so busy and we're so caught up in all the things that are going on in this world. But I'm so glad that we can rest in Jesus. I'm so glad there's rest for our souls today. When there's no rest for our bodies, there's no rest for us in this whole world, may I tell you there's rest for your soul. There's rest for your heart. There's rest from the troubles. 
There's rest from the trials. There's rest from all the things that we face on a daily basis. I want you to know that we can stay up and we can stress. And man, we can flip out about what's going on in our life. Or we can just put it in the hands of the Master. And we can say, Jesus, take it from us. And we can rest in Him. I want you to notice what He said in verse 9. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. The word rest there means to cause to rest. Means to cause to rest. That means somebody else is causing us to rest. You cannot rest on your own. But God can cause you to rest. God can bring rest to you. You cannot find rest. You cannot bring rest to your life. But God can cause you to rest. I love what the psalmist David said about a shepherd that caused him to lie down in green pastures. Aren't you glad that God can bring rest to our life? I want you to know that if you're seeking can rest today, you can't find it in your own strength, but you can find it in the hands of the Lord. He can cause you to rest. Notice what he said. For the people of God, this rest is reserved for God's people. If you're lost today, you cannot have this rest. You cannot enjoy this rest. This rest can only be felt and experienced by God's people. If you're not saved, you need to be saved today. And I promise you that God will bring rest to your soul like you have never felt. I remember the day sitting in my bed, sitting there at night in fear and trembling of that place called hell. But I'm glad I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm glad that God has brought rest to my soul. I'm glad that He can cause us to rest. You know what this whole world needs? You know what this world needs? They need Jesus. Jesus can cause this world to rest. Won't you notice in verse 10 it says, For he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. We must leave our work to enter into the rest that God offers. This word rest simply means to Sabbath in the Lord. The Lord created the Sabbath day way back yonder. In the days of creation, six days, God created everything. The Bible says there in Genesis 2-2 that He rested on the seventh day from all of His work which He had made. Understand that God is the God of the universe. He is strong. He doesn't need to rest. Why did He rest on the seventh day? Because He was showing us a pattern. He created everything in six days. And on that seventh day, He made that day Sabbath. He hallowed that day. He sanctified that day. He set the seventh day apart so that people could rest in Him. God didn't need rest. But we need rest. And so when He established this day of rest, the whole purpose of this is that His people could find some rest from their labors. But you cannot rest from your labors if you do not put your labor to the side. May I tell you, the rest that we're talking about is a spiritual rest. So if you're going to enter this spiritual rest, you must put down those fears and those doubts and, and the things that the devil is putting within your heart and mind. And you must put those things away to enter into the rest that Jesus Christ can give you this morning. Understand as God laid His work to the side, we must lay our work to the side. And we must go to Him and rest in Him. I want you to notice verse 11. 
It says here, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. He says in verse 10, put the work to the side. In verse 11, he said, let us labor to enter into that rest. Let us strive. Let us strive to get into that rest. How do we enter into that rest today? By faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to look in Hebrews 11. Hold your place there. If you're with me this morning, say amen. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. We cannot take the verse there in verse uh, 11 out of context of Hebrews 4, and there is nothing you can do to work to enter into that rest. But we must strive for that rest, and the only way to receive that rest is to let everything go and put your trust and hope in Jesus Christ. You want to you won't rest in this old world. You want to put all of this anxiety and this stress that you're going through uh, out of your life. Put it in the hands of Jesus Christ. And through faith, He will cause you to rest. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. You cannot earn this rest on your own. We often say, well, if I do this, man, if I do this, if I do that, man, I'm going to have rest. If I could just get to this point, I can have rest. The only way to have rest is by placing faith in Jesus Christ. Getting to the place of brokenness that, God, I can't do it anymore, but I need you to do it for me. And that's when we enter into that place of rest, resting in him. Look back in our text this morning. Look in verse 13. Notice, number one, we rest in his omniscience. In verse 13 says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. It's hard to rest today because of all the fears. It's hard to rest today because of all that we face and experience in this life. But may I tell you, child of God, you can rest in his omniscience today. You can rest in the fact that God knows all, God hears all, God sees all, God is on his throne today. God is in control. Let me say that one more time so you can amen this time. God is in control. God is on his throne. He knows what's going on. When you doubt and you fear and you worry to death, you understand that God is high and lifted up. He knows what's going on in your life. He sees everything you're going through. He knows everything you're going through. He knows your doubts. He knows your fears. He knows everything about you. He is omniscient. May I tell you today, you can rest in an omniscient God. I can rest that when I don't know, He knows. When I don't understand, He understands. When I can't see it all, He sees it all. When I can't see tomorrow, bless God, He's holding tomorrow together for me. May I tell you that when I, in me, and in myself, and all of my failures, and all of my sins, He is perfect. He is holy. He is alive, and He is on his throne. And I can rest in the fact that he is an omniscient God. That he is all seeing and all knowing and all hearing. Understand that he sees your trials today. God knows what you're going through. He knows everything. I've heard it said, preacher, you don't know. You're right, I don't know. 
but He knows. He sees your trials. May I tell you today that He sees your temptations. Temptation is killing us. It's killing us. It's killing Christians. We are tempted all the day long. We are counted as sheep to the slaughter. Sin enters into our life and tempts us. May I tell you that God sees that temptation today. He knows what you're going through. Preacher, you don't know the temptation I face, but God does. God knows what you're going through. And may I tell you, when you're going through temptation, there's no rest in temptation. There's no rest in that temptation, but aren't you glad through Him you can overcome that temptation? The Bible says, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Aren't you glad you can overcome any temptation because we serve an omniscient God? Not only does He see your trials and your temptation, but bless God, He sees your tears today. Oh, that time of brokenness when you're crying. Oh, the time when you're pouring out. Oh, the time when you're stressed out. He sees every tear that you're crying. He knows every emotion that you're feeling. He knows what's what's keeping us up at night. He knows what's keeping us worried to death. He knows today because He sees your tears. May I tell you that nobody may see your tears, but God does. God does. I called my mama this morning. I hadn't talked to her all week. And I said, Mama, how are you? And she just was thrilled to hear from my voice. You know, if there's anybody want to talk to me, it's my mama. I'll tell you what, praise God for mama. And she told me, she said, was everything good? And I said, yes. She said, well, I don't know. But I went to bed Monday night and I just started crying. And I just started praying for you. She said, I was worried to death. I don't know what was going on, but I was crying and I was praying for you. Aren't you glad that God sees those tears? And He sees those trials and He sees that temptation. And He causes us to rest. God sees because He's omniscient. We can rest in His omniscience. Bless God, we can rest in His security. In verse 14, would everybody please look at verse 14. I'm so sick of people doubting the power of God and doubting what He can do. I read a post the other day of a heretic, and I'll just call it what it is, a heretic that said that we've got to do something to keep our salvation, and there's something we can do to lose our salvation. Notice what he said in verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passing to the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, Let us hold fast our profession. Friend, you can rest in His omniscience and you can rest in His security. I want you to look in Hebrews 10 and 23. Hebrews 10 and 23. The Bible says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For He is faithful, that promise. May I tell you today, I don't have to lay down and put my head down on my pillow at night and wonder where I'm going to go if I die. I don't have to lay down in doubt and in fear about my eternity. May I tell you something this morning? I'm sick of asking people, if you died right now, where would you go? And they say, well, man, I hope heaven. I hope heaven. Oh, I I think heaven. I, I wonder heaven. Bless God for the security that an almighty God can give you. I don't go to bed at night thinking, have I done enough today to keep myself safe? Have I done enough today to get to glory land? Have I done enough today to please God? The answer is no. The answer is no. I have not done enough, but Jesus did enough at Calvary. May I tell you, your salvation and your uh, 
reservation for heaven is not based on your work, but it's based upon the finished work of Jesus Christ. You cannot work your way to heaven. You can work yourself to death and die and go to a devil's hell. If you don't know Jesus, you're going to go to hell today. And I'm so sick of people doubting the power of God. Well, I don't know if God can keep you saved. If God can save you, bless God, He can keep you saved. Don't you lay your head down on your pillow and let the devil win in your life thinking, boy, I hope I've done enough today. He did enough today. And if you put your trust and faith in Him, He's got you. The Apostle Paul said, I'm persuaded that he's able. I'm persuaded that he's able. I'm glad the Apostle Paul said, there's nothing that can separate me from the love of Christ. I'm so glad that Jesus said when we get saved, that he puts us in the hand of the Father. And nothing can pluck us out of the hand of God. There are so many people claiming to be saved word of death that they're going to heaven. If you're saved today, get some security about your salvation. Man, quit worrying about eternity and worrying about other people's eternity. Amen? If you're saved, you're going to heaven. You make sure everybody else is going now. God's got you. Man, you can rest in that security today. Aren't you glad that you know? Aren't you glad that you know? Aren't you glad that right now, if this roof fell in, bless God, I'm going to heaven. Well, I hope so. I don't hope so. I know so. And I'm glad God provided us a no-soul salvation. What a security. Resting in that security that God's got this. Notice verse 15. Resting in His ability. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. May I tell you, Jesus lived the life that you are living today. And may I tell you that He conquered it. You may have faults and failures, but He does not. And every battle that you're battling today, He battled it. And He conquered it. He faced the devil face to face. And they went, they went to war. And bless God, Jesus won. You're facing the devil in your life and He's tempting you. You understand Jesus has been there and He's done it and He's won the battle. You rest in Him, not in your ability, but in His ability. Faith that Jesus, in His ability, do you believe that Jesus can? Do you believe that Jesus will? Do you believe He's able? He's able, isn't He? God can do this. We must trust in the ability of God. How many times we lay there at night thinking, how can I do this? What am I going to do? Friend, you cannot do nothing but put it in the hands of the Master. You allow the ability of God to work in your life. I want you to notice verse 16. Oh, what an invitation. Let us therefore come boldly. And to the throne of grace. There's no point of you sitting out there this morning stressing anymore. There's no point of sitting out there in your sin anymore. Because Jesus has invited us into the throne of grace. He's invited us to the throne of heaven. He said, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace. You say, preacher, what does that boldly mean? I remember when I was 13 years old in West Monroe, Louisiana... I knew I was dying and I was going to the devil's hell. And I was lost. And I was undone without God or His Son. And I needed to be saved. 
I didn't just say, oh, Jesus, if you would save me. I knew that I needed rest. I knew that I needed salvation. And I shouted. And I cried. And I, with all that I had, Brother Allen, I went before the throne of grace boldly and said, God, I begged Him, God, save me. God, redeem me. God, restore me. May I tell you, we don't need to play around when it comes to our problems. We don't need to mess around and diddly-daddle around. Well, Lord, if it's okay, if you would go to Him and say, God, this is what's going on. God, I need you today. God, I need you to take this from me. Lord, not will you, but God, here it is. Here it is and take it. We need to come boldly before His throne. And we need to ask. And He said, if you'll ask, you will receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Come unto the throne of grace. Come unto the throne of grace. Mama, Daddy, come to the throne of grace. Lost sinner, come to the throne of grace. Child of God, come to the throne of grace. Come boldly. Come asking. Come receiving. Come humbly. Man, break yourself down today before the throne of God and ask God for what you need. Ask God for what's going on in your life. If you need to be saved, bless God, be saved today. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be embarrassed. To me, there's nothing more embarrassing than going to hell. Amen? To know that God did everything for me to go to heaven and I didn't go. If you need to be saved today, I want you to run down that aisle. And I want you to come down here and I want to show you how to be saved. You can be saved where you are. I can't save you, but bless God, I know a man who can. And he can cause you to rest. I remember those nights, oh, am I going to heaven? Am I going to hell? I remember those nights that I knew I was going to hell. I don't have those nights anymore. I laid my head down on my pillow at night, put it in the hands of the Master, say, Lord, you take it. I don't think I'm going to heaven. I know. I know. Do you know today? Do you know? Child of God, you're weary, you're tired, you're wore down. When's the last time you just came boldly? to the throne of grace and say, God, I need you. Lord, I need your help. These altars are going to be open. You can come to these altars this morning. And I'm going to share this, and I'm just overwhelmed. But what I sing this week of people hungry, people hungry, people not having the things that we have, but to see the satisfaction to see the joy in their life. And as I seen that little preacher's wife so bold to take them little books and get them babies and show them and tell them about Jesus. All over the world, people's hearing the great message of Jesus Christ. We got it right here in our hands. Oh, isn't He good today? Oh, what a loving God we serve. Oh, when's the last time you came boldly before His throne and just praised His holy name for who He is and what He's done? Say, preacher, I've got a lot of bad. you got ten times more good in your life. God's been good to you. Come boldly. Let's stand this morning. If you need to be saved, come. If you need to come join this church, if you've got a public decision to make, I want to invite you to come this morning. These altars.